Welcome to UAB MedCast, a continuing education podcast for medical professionals, providing knowledge that is moving medicine forward. Here's Melanie Cole. Welcome to UAB MedCast. I'm Melanie Cole, and joining me today is Dr. Scott Mabry. He's an orthopedic surgeon at UAB Medicine, and he's here to highlight hip resurfacing and bone-preserving alternative to replacement. Dr. Mabry, welcome back. You are a great guest, and we're happy to have you join us again. Up until recently, the gold standard of treatment of end-stage hip arthritis for, what, the last 30 years has been total hip replacement. Can you please tell us now about hip resurfacing as a procedure that really is an alternative to total hip replacement where the bone of the femur is preserved? Tell us a little bit about this procedure and the evolution of it. Absolutely, and thanks for having me again, Melanie. I really appreciate you guys. Hip resurfacing is an alternative in some certain patients to total hip replacement. Like you mentioned, it is bone preserving in the sense that instead of replacing the entire head of the femur and placing a stem, which the bone grows into, into the canal of the femur, you actually just resurface the femoral head. And so you're preserving all of this bone in the femur. On the socket side of things, it's very similar to a normal hip replacement. But the key here is that you're actually preserving the head of the femur And so that allows for higher activity level, allows for a little longer lifespan of this hip. And if you ever did have to convert this to a total hip replacement, it actually isn't too invasive of a procedure in comparing that to like a revision hip replacement and someone that goes from a total hip to a bigger total hip. Dr. Mabry, you and I have done a few of these together, and one of the most important things I've learned from you and that other providers hear as a main message is the importance of patient selection. So when you're discussing with the patient and it's shared decision-making, that hip resurfacing versus a total hip, who's a candidate and what do you discuss? Yes, and that's very important that you bring up, especially in this patient population. Of all the things I've spoken with you about, this is the one that is the most selective And that's because of some trial and error in the past. The main thing with patient selection here is that you have to have a pelvis that's large enough to accommodate this hip resurfacing. They found that when they're putting these in in smaller people in the past, they were having trouble with fracture of the head of the femur and other issues like that. So pretty much the only implant company in the U.S. that makes this, there's only one, only allows this to be provided in males, and that's because the pelvises are large enough to accommodate this hip resurfacing. Other than that, the main thing that you're looking for in these patients are someone that's actually going to benefit from the extra stability, and so you're really looking at these very high activity level people, ranging from professional athletes to very high level recreational athletes. The normal average person that has arthritis and just needs to get by and just kind of walk or jog lightly won't see the benefit from a hip resurfacing. It's going to be the people that need to run, jump, high impact type of activities on a hip like this. That's really cool, though, that you're able to work with these high-end athletes. And as an exercise physiologist, I've seen the direct results with some of the football players and things I've been working with. So can you speak a little bit about the procedure itself? Is there a big learning curve since this is relatively new? How much does the experience of the surgeon matter when it comes to your outcomes? I'd say that's crucial. So this procedure had a lot of popularity 10 to 20 years ago and then kind of lost a little bit of popularity due to the fact that it is a metal head of the femur and a metal socket. So some of the metal-on-metal problems that we heard about in the past from total hips are potential risk with this procedure, and that's why getting those components in a perfect position to minimize those issues is very important here. 
So there is quite a learning curve to this. I was fortunate enough to train under another surgeon that did a, quite a few of these, and so I felt comfortable and was actually certified in my training to do this. You do have to be certified to do this procedure. So I think that's the real reason that it's important to make sure you're getting this done by a surgeon that is certified and has done quite a few of these. As you're speaking to other providers and they are referring their patients to you for this unique procedure, speak a little bit about recovery. You mentioned at the beginning, and we've talked that it has the capacity for the patient to get back to that higher level of activity and that it can have a longer lifespan in those patients. I'd like you to speak a little bit about that recovery. What does that mean for the patient and when are they able to get back? What's involved in their physical therapy and after procedure? Yes, and that's an important thing you bring up. So the ultimate goal is to get these patients back to a very high activity level, and that is done through the stability of the actual components and the preservation of the bone as part of this procedure. Now, that being said, the actual surgery itself and the initial recovery is actually much bigger than a total hip replacement. In order to appropriately position the femur and the socket in such a way to do this procedure, you actually have to make a longer incision release more muscles, and get great visualization of seeing what you're doing because that component positioning is so important here. That does mean that the first six weeks is probably on par with the normal total hip replacement, but it really does take that full three months to get back to normal activity, and then you can start increasing the activity level to that very high elite level athletic activity after that. So the recovery period is on par with the total hip, if not a little bit longer, but I think the benefits long-term for those high-level athletes or at least high-level recreation athletes is very important. I think so, too. How have been your outcomes? So the ones of these I've done, I think the patients do very well. It is usually a very highly motivated person. And then, like I mentioned with some of the other podcasts we've done, if you really are strictly your selection criteria and make sure that you're doing this in an appropriate person, the outcomes are very good. And people go back to competitive tennis or high-level cycling And it's very rare that these wear out over time. And if there is ever a problem, it typically is that kind of metal-on-metal problem after 10, 20 years or so. Well, you're right. They do tend to be highly motivated, more disciplined, so they're going to stick to the post-procedure you know, regimen because they really want to get back to their activity. As we wrap up, I'd like you to speak about the uniqueness of what you are doing at UAB Medicine and why other providers should refer to the specialists there for something like hip resurfacing versus total hip replacement. The uniqueness of this is that it's offering a replacement option in the patient population that is worried about going through with a total hip replacement because they may have to cut back on their activity level or may have to give up on some of the things that they're very passionate about. And I think it's important for other providers that are considering referring for this or at least seeing patients with those goals in mind that this is a large surgery. This is a big surgery with a difficult recovery. But it's important that these patients go to someone that has done some of these and is certified to do a surgery like this in order to optimize their outcome. I'm so glad you brought up the importance of all of that, plus the certification need for the provider. That's such important information. Dr. Mabry, thank you again. You're a great guest. And for more information about hip resurfacing or to refer a patient to UAB Medicine, you can call the MIST line at 1-800-UAB-MIST, or you can visit our website at uabmedicine.org physician. That concludes this episode of UAB MedCast. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for joining us today.